Hey, this is Big Brain Board Gaming. Uh, this is Jared again. This week has been probably the most board games I have played in my entire life. So as I mentioned, I've had like a week off college classes, and so I'm definitely making the most of it. Yesterday was Thursday, and typically I work on Thursday, but uh, it was nice. My boss uh, let me have the day off, and um, my two other employees as well. So we had a board game marathon, and so we probably played five or six beefy games and they were all super fun. I, I'm a little board gamed out. Uh, I've played board games every single day this week and I'm playing tonight and tomorrow night. So I'm definitely getting the board games in that I need before this next semester starts. Uh, it was kind of nice yesterday. I got a haircut from my friend Kale and uh, that was really good. We got lunch together as well. It's looking super nice. A few months back after the final semester, I uh, I bleached my hair blonde, but on the sides it was getting a little ragged and I have this beard growing. And so it's now the same length. The sides are the same length as my beard now. So I it's looking super nice. I'm really, really fun, uh, excited about that. And I'll be cutting back on board games. I'm still planning on doing the podcast. I'm thinking Wednesdays will be the day that I upload. I'm hoping that I can make that work. I'll definitely be cutting back on board games, though. I got to keep up with work and school. Well, this is the Wingspan episode two. I want to make a correction from the first episode. I said that you can play four birds in every row of the forest row, the grasslands, and the wetlands, but you can actually play five into each. And then I forgot to mention that uh, each two uh, of the five food types, you can trade any two to receive one of any of the other types. And so that can be useful. The bird feeder is just random chance. And if the thing you really need isn't there, then you can trade in two of something that you have a lot of to get something that you need. And I forgot to mention that. Um, and then on the the second second column and the fourth column and the sixth column, once you get enough birds, there's bonus trade-ins. And this is how you kind of maximize your turns as you're building up. On the card laying, uh, in the card drawing row, you can spend one egg to draw an additional card on those positions. It, it does take an egg, but it can boost you and allow you to do more quicker with an extra egg. And then on the egg laying row, you can spend one uh, any random food of your choosing to uh, lay another egg. That can be useful if you have a food type that you get a lot of, but you aren't using that much. And then on the uh, gain food action, you can use you can trade in cards to take an extra dice. Uh, so it's more expensive, but you get more rewards. So hopefully you can use that later and just exponentially get your turns better uh, while you're still building birds. Eventually it will be cheaper that way. But anyways, so Wingspan, I forgot to mention, is it's a great game because it kind of teaches you uh, card strategy. Not card strategy. It teaches you really great turn development. And to really succeed, you have to plan a few turns ahead in a row. You can't do the same turn over and over because if you're gaining food over and over, it's going to be at the same power 
that it's at, you have to use the food that you're getting to play another bird, which could make another action better. And uh, you need more cards to be able to play more birds, and you need more eggs to be able to play more birds. And so they all build on each other, and they make all of your turns stronger. So that's why I love Wingspan. I think it's great for beginner board gamers. And it's so in-depth. I was reading the appendix about the powers, and a lot of the powers are there for a reason that I'll definitely explain. There's five different, five or six different power types, and this is really what makes Wingspan a lot of fun because uh, the, the board is the same every time, but the random cards that you get make every game different. And so there's five different types of actions. There's birds that grant you food. There's birds that allow you to draw more cards. There's birds that allow you to uh, get more eggs. There's uh, hunting and fishing birds. There's, there's some special birds. And there's some once-between-turn birds that are pretty powerful with a lot of players. My, uh, not, all, not all cards are created equal in Wingspan. There's the best food gainer cards are the Raven and the Crow. So their ability is that you discard one egg to get one or two of whatever food you want. And that's really powerful because all the other food gaining cards are if it's available in the bird feeder or it's a certain type that you get. But having any random choice, uh, uh, random of your choosing is really powerful. If you put a raven and a crow in your egg laying row, then you receive some eggs. And then you have the ability to discard after using that egg supply. And so that can even be so powerful enough that you don't have to even go to the gaining food option. I think uh, the, the crow is so powerful. So always look out for that. If you see that early on, just play it <laughs> no matter what. Because uh, later in the game, it can be less points because food isn't points of the game. Eggs are. So in the fourth round, if you're playing that and you're using it, you might be wasting eggs, which could be some points. So timing is all, all that matters. There's this concept in wingspan called caching food. Um, there's three different types. There's guaranteed caching food, where you guarantee grabbing a food from your uh, from the supply and you place it on that card. When you cache it, then they're saving it for later and you get one point at the end of the game, but you can't use it to spend to buy more birds. There's another type that if it's available in the bird feeder, you take that dice and then you cash. Um, that can be really powerful. Uh, that's random chance because sometimes that one doesn't activate because the dice that you need aren't there. And then there's also, there's, this is probably the worst ability I've seen. It's if someone, this is a once between turns action and so there's these pink cards that you'll see in Wingspan that uh, if there's a lot of players, they can be pretty lucrative because you can get free resources on other people's turns based on what they do. And so some of them are like, uh, if someone lays eggs, then you get to lay eggs on a certain nest type. Some are, if someone does a hunting action, then you get, uh, you get food if they're hunting. Succeed, and then there's some if if 
if another player plays birds into a specific habitat, then you get an egg or you get a bonus. So that can be really good. You can look at the other players and see if what they're doing a lot. Uh, if someone's laying eggs a lot, then you probably want to slide in one of those once between turns. You can lay eggs not on your turn, and that can be powerful. But this once between turns is if someone takes rats on their turn, then you get to take a rat and cash it. And so that's just pretty rare, I would say. Um, people do take rats, um, but it's definitely the least common. The egg one is my favorite of the once between turns. And so gaining food is really powerful. If you put those kind of birds, not in the food row, but if you put it in the in the egg column or the drawing birds, then you don't have to take the food action as often. And that makes your turns more efficient. And that allows you, you, you will have to take the food action at times because you get the most food that way. But to limit doing any of the actions that you need to will save you more in turns to make more money or more more uh, more points. So th that's the the food gainer ones. There's a lot of egg egg laying powers. My favorite is there's one where if I already mentioned the one where it's once between turns. It's uh, if. Um, my favorite is uh, there's a lot of actions, a lot of birds in Wingspan that activate all players. And I like to do the all players every time. With all these bird powers, you have the option to decide not to if you don't want to benefit all players. But for me, I have the mentality that if you're benefiting all your other players, then they might get cards that benefit you and everyone will get more points. And if you're still developing a good system, then you don't need to worry about uh, if they're going to have resources to do more things, because everyone will. And so uh, other people may think differently about that, but I, I like to do it <laughs> like that. And so there's one where all players lay one on a specific nest type, and then you can lay two. You can do a second on a different bird with that same type. And so that's two eggs, and if you have that, um, if you have that down, you are benefiting everyone else, but you're getting two, two eggs at once. Um, there's a lot of birds that you just lay one on any bird or lay one on this bird. That can be a big bonus if you have a lot of cards that are discarding cards, I mean, discarding eggs. Um, so those can subsidize all the discarding of eggs. And so those ones are pretty straightforward. They're pretty powerful. My, my favorite cards are called uh, from Wingspan. I'm reading the appendix, the last six pages of the appendix that talk all about the bird powers. And I just skimmed through it to get a refresh. But my favorite bird powers are uh, flocking powers. And uh, the flocking concept is it gives you the ability to tuck cards and it always gives you a reward afterwards. And so tucking birds is really powerful because cards at the end of the game aren't worth anything. And so the different types are, if you tuck a card behind that bird, you can lay an egg on this bird. That's really powerful. Uh, that means you don't have to take the egg laying action as much and you can spend that. 
and you're accumulating points and you're accumulating eggs throughout the game. There's one that I love a lot. That's uh, you tuck a you tuck a bird under the bird, and if you do that, you draw one card. That can be a good way to flush out birds that you don't want or don't work well with your system. That's probably my favorite. If you get a, a chain of those, then you can just continue to see a ton of cards in the deck. You can get the cards that are more powerful than the others or, or that are more points or that coincide with your bonus. All of the bonus cards, some of them are if they have geography terms in their name or if they're a certain nest type. And so you can search through those. And also the end of round goals. If The more cards you see, the closer you'll get to being able to fulfill the end of round goals. And uh, I, I forgot to say the end of round goals, it's a competition between the other players. And so the first player takes a lot more points and it scales up round by round. The fourth round, I think you win seven. And the first round you win four. So it goes up by one. And this, the second and third place also go up substantially. And so winning all of those can be a huge swing from all the other players. So it's it's really, really important to see the most cards that you can. When you, there's another one that's called uh, tuck a card from your hand. And if you do, you gain a specific food from the supply. There's four birds like that. And that's really powerful if you don't want, it's similar to the discarding eggs to gain food. But it's, uh, you, do give a, you get a point when you do that. So that's more powerful. The other way you have to discard a car, discard an egg, which is a point. Um, you, you can only get the specific food that it mentions. So there is that defect. But that's one of my favorites as well. You can put that in the draw birds row. And that allows you to take the gain food action less often and make your turns more efficient. There's one type that is called uh, you discard a specific food and you disc and you tuck two birds from the deck behind the bird. And so that's really powerful. You don't have to spend your own cards. And if you have a lot of food, you can you can search for those kind of birds and you can just start tucking over and over. And it has to be in your personal personal supply. But uh, that can be a good way to get rid of food that you don't want and two every time for free. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of tuck. So if you can do that five or six times, that's ten or twelve points just from that card alone. And um, now these cards are kind of for the gamblers out there who like want to take the risks. It's the hunting and fishing powers. And so the most common is all the predator uh, birds want to eat other birds. And there's different sizes of birds. The the biggest one is the golden eagle. Golden eagle and yeah, the golden eagle. It can the comparison number is if a bird is less than two hundred, then it's eaten, and so it has like a ninety percent rate. There's a few huge swans and a few other huge vultures that that bird can't eat, but it's a ninety percent success rate. That bird is also is eighty. Uh, no, it's eight points. And so that has a high success, but the most common is if it's less than 75, there's a few smaller hawks and falcons. If it's less than 75, there's one that's 50, there's one that's 100, I think. And so uh, the success for 75 is around 60% if you can tabulate all the birds. And so there's, it's, it's kind of a guarantee. 
like it's just mostly points. You don't get more resources to make your deck better, but you do get those tucks. Um, so that's probably the best odds with the hunting and fishing powers. There's 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 two that are fishing and hunting, and this the I would stare straight away from these. These are a little bit too random. When the bird feeder, there's five dice in the bird feeder, and if someone re-rolls it, uh, when all the dice are taken, or if it's all the same type, they have the ability to re-roll it. But as you play, you take one or two or three dice at a time, and you leave it out there um, to uh, until you re-roll again. So they, they leave the bird feeder, they get re-rolled. And so with these actions, you roll all the dice that aren't in the bird feeder, and if there's any fish, you gain a fish and cash it. And if you roll any, there's, there's a different action that some some of the predators have that if you roll any mice, any rodent dice roll, then you gain one and cash it on there. And so that this is this can be just kind of kind of risky. Sometimes you only roll, roll one dice. The maximum you can do is four because there will be a minimum. There's always going to be one dice in there. It all it, it always gets reset immediately once it once five are taken. And so it's really, it's really important to, uh, it, it can be, it can be risky. What you could try is gaining food before you do it. And so if it, the only way I could see it is if it's in your gain food action, then you could take a lot of dice and then roll and your chances are higher that way. Um, it's a 20% chance for every die, a die roll that you'd roll. So it goes up every single dice. And it's one point for every cached card. So I would recommend putting those in the in the top row. The fish is hard because you can't control how much dice are in there. So that's that's a risky take. Uh, but that is gambling. It's, it seems like those cards you can't really control and you can't you don't you're not making more points than the other birds. Like the the flocking powers, you're getting resources back and you're tucking. And you don't have to worry about risk. It's 100%. You do have to spend your own resources. But so there is that aspect. Um, there's a few special cards I want to talk to you guys about. Um, one of the most powerful cards that I think is in the game is if the bird is in uh, is the right. <laughs> Let me reset that. If a bird is to the right of all other birds in the habitat, then you may move it to another habitat. And so in wings in wingspan, you usually don't take the same action twice. So if you take an action and one of those birds is there, then you can move it for its action to the next turn you're about to take. And that even works with two at the same time. Because you can move one and then you can move the next. And that can increase your row unlocks by one or two to the next column that you're about to do. And that's just maximizing your turns to the max because cards that you're not using that are already played, you can't use until you go back to that row. But these birds are powerful enough where you're constantly cycling, constantly moving them. And if you see them, they're definitely pretty good. There's a few cheap, cheaper ones. There's a few expensive ones. The cheaper ones are lower points, but there's some expensive ones that have more points. So keep that in mind. There's two other special ones that are pretty cool. There's one where 
you repeat one hunting or fishing action and that can be kind of good it's like i said before it's kind of gambling it's a little risky the other way is you just repeat a brown power on a bird that's much better because that you can uh, do pretty good things with that i've had that and i've repeated the discard one food for two free tucks and i had a ton of tucked i probably had 30 30 text points from that alone so i i need to do that more there's only two birds with the repeat of brown power so keep that in mind um the coolest thing i i just read that there's some specials where on play you draw two new bonus cards and you keep one there's probably like 15 cards that do that and they're all different point values and it can be really good late game because if you're going for one thing but you have a ton of other birds you get to draw two and whatever uh, you qualify more points of you can keep that one but birds with this power are threatened or endangered uh, in real life and i thought that was kind of interesting um made me think differently about those car- cards because I like those cards and I would hope they hope that species stays alive, you know. And then uh, another powerful bird, you go one of your turn options is playing birds. And there's a card where if you play a, a bird, you can play a second bird in that specific habitat at its normal cost. And that can be really powerful because you're you're playing two birds at the same time, you're maximizing your turns, you get a you pretty much get another turn. You'd have to save up the resources to be able to play two cards at once. But usually late game, you can do that pretty easily. Early game, that can really maximize one of your columns really quickly. So that's a really powerful special special action. Uh, so yeah, that's some of the powers. And the coolest thing about Wingspan is the more birds you get, the more options you have unlocked. But then you also have right to left, you have all these powers one by one and they activate and they get better and they get better. And I think that's why I liked Tucked so much. The next episode, I'll kind of tell you my strategy that I usually do. That's kind of foolproof. Uh, I've kind of mentioned before how much I like the Tucked in the drawing. So I usually put a, a bunch of Tucked on the drawing actions because you can use them right away and you get the actions pretty quickly. And um, there's there's two birds I want to mention that aren't created equal in this game. There's also, oh, I totally forgot. Let me go back. I forgot to mention the card drawing powers. There's a lot of birds that allow you to draw cards. And so my favorite card, well, one of my favorite cards, it's called the Franklin's Goal or the Kill Deer. It's similar to the ravens and the crows where you get to discard an egg to draw two cards you get to discard an egg to draw well uh, the ravens you get food you get two, two food of your choice but the kill deer you get to discard one egg to draw two cards and that can really uh, let you see even more cards it powers your tuck strategy and it can uh, it gives you more cards to trade in when you do gaining food so you don't have to do gaining food as often. Um, but there's a lot of drawing. There's some that you just draw one. There's some that you draw two off the deck. 
There's some that you draw one, and if you do, you have to discard. There's some where if you draw, you can draw two, you still have to discard one. So those the discarding ones allow you to shuffle and get rid of bad cards in your hand and get new ones potentially. There's a lot of luck involved in drawing the cards you need, but that eliminates a lot of the randomness. Um, so it's it's really good to draw as much as you can. Um, there's one where you can have all players draw from the deck at once. I, I love when one of my friends gets that because that really powers, powers my tuck strategy typically. There's one where players with the fewest uh, ocean birds, they draw one card. Uh, that can be good if you have the least and you're not taking a lot of a lot of cards and you'd only have like one or two things in there it just is kind of a boost you can maximize the gaining food and the eggs and then there's there's this really cool one where it has like a draft style a draft style mode you draw the amount of cards equal to the num number of players plus one starting with you you have to choose one of the cards and you pass it in a circle so you, you take one and everyone after you takes one of their own as well and then once the last card makes it through all your other players it comes back to you and you keep that extra card so that's two cards everyone gets one card and you get to see the first pick so that's seeing like four or five cards if you're playing with three or four people and so that's really powerful to see uh really powerful cards so that's that's all the bird powers that I wanted to talk about. Um, getting good synergies with with all those can be really powerful. But wingspan really, you want to look for because uh, you never know. It's completely random what end of goals you're going to get, end of mission, and end of cards. So you, you just really have to get take the cards that you get and do the best you can with it. And it's 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 a great game. I'm really excited to go in more in depth about my tucking strategy that I typically do, and I'm excited for the semester to start. Uh, I'll be able to play less bit, uh, board games. I'm kind of getting. Uh, I've been playing a lot recently, so it'll be good to have um, more structure again and go to the gym more or whatnot. And but I'm glad you guys checked checked me out. My plan is to make a dedicated uh, email for this. I'll probably do that in the next few days. And my next episode, I'll announce, announce that. If you guys have any questions about any board games or if you'd like any specific board games done, you can send things to the email that I'll create. And I'll try to get back to you quickly if it's a specific question. But I'm loving the podcast so far. I've, I've had a lot of fun with it. I hope to... Uh, continue to have fun with it. I, I, I hope to get a few episodes banked up so I can continue to stay ahead. This this episode will be posted. You'll be hearing this on next Wednesday on the twenty fourth, and I'll just try to maybe have every other Wednesday, or if I can really keep up with it, I would love to do every Wednesday. I I don't know how busy I'll be with this this semester. I think I'll be pretty busy, but. I think I can do it if I play less video games. So I, yeah, wing, wingspan. I any other powers that I am pretty fond of before I sign out. Um, 
I forgot to mention. I really, I really love the Ravens. That's what I really look for. And like, you start with five cards at the start, and getting either the Killdeer or the Raven early on can be a real game changer. You just get so many resources so fast, so fast. Um, there's one, there's one bird called the Green Heron. It's the only type where you get to trade one of any food for any other food in the supply. And so that's a cheaper exchange rate from the two to one that it's normally. I've played that bird a few times. That can work well with the discard food to get two free tucks. Um, but no, that's that's pretty much it. My favorite is trying to get one or two of the the ones that can move after you take it. But yeah, thanks for listening listening in today, and I'm I'm hoping. Uh, next episode, I'll talk about my tuck strategy and what I look for all game and uh, kind of the different phases of my turns. I'll do a lot of play testing and kind of go through and see what I do often. But thanks for listening today. I'm glad you guys could catch this and keep increasing that brain capacity. You guys have a great day. Bye-bye.